This is the official podcast for casual anime fanatics. On today's episode, we'll talk highlights from The Rising of the Shield Hero Season 3, Episode 9, titled Emperor Dragon. anime fans and welcome to that anime podcast for casual anime fanatics where we talk all things anime in a fun and uncensored fashion for your listening pleasure i'm your host jordo and here with me as usual is my co-host and kin the baby brother brennan talking some shield hero um this is not a deep dive we do we do weekly uh deep dives for jujutsu kaisen right now this is just highlights so but i'm pretty I'm pretty dang sure, and Brennan, correct me if you think I'm wrong on this, we have got to be the only podcast doing weekly coverage on The Rising of the Shield Hero, all three seasons. I mean, I would assume so. I don't know. <laughs> if it is, it's, it's pretty niche. And if they are, I mean, if anybody else is doing weekly, it's got to be just like a big, like a long hour and a half show where they just like touch on it, maybe. There's no way. I mean, I got to look after this. I don't even know if there's like a YouTube video. Like, you know, for most big episodes, there's like probably a YouTuber like Jujutsu Kaisen episode 20 review. I don't even even know if that exists for The Shield. Probably does. And maybe there is. Maybe there is because on Crunchyroll, it's a popular anime on Crunchyroll. All those isekai people, man, they'll, they'll freaking watch anything that takes you to another world. They don't give a shit about the quality. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I feel they'll, like they'll, they'll watch it. I feel like a lot of people, or like a lot of, if it's like getting promoted by Crunchyroll or like new, I, I just think it gets a lot of watches nowadays. Well, Kinda and like, when anime is almost start... like it's almost like the radio used to be back in, you know, the two thousands or shoot, really since the radio got big, like late nineties to two thousand tens, where it's like before everybody had like Spotify and all this free music where they could choose what they listened to. Like the radios got to decide like what songs were popular. So the record companies oh, you know, could like push us on. I was wondering what you meant by that. So I'm saying like with anime nowadays, since it's like mostly coming through one, one stream, like Crunchyroll can kind of decide like, what do we want these motherfuckers watching? Obviously yeah, with, seriously. with the manga, there's going to be ones that are more popular already. But I feel like some of them, it's like, I don't think the manga is like blown up, but if the anime comes, people that haven't heard of it, are going to watch it just because, which there's nothing wrong with that. I just feel like Crunchyroll's got to say in what's popping. Yeah, they do. They for sure control the current of what what comes out, what gets in front of people's faces. And really, it, it you know, it's Crunchyroll, but really it's Sony. So Yeah, now it's Sony, shit. God, they're free. <laughs> they, they have so much freaking work to do on this app, too. Like, it's, there's so much shit... Like, can I please for the, can I just click on a show without it taking me to the movie I've already seen? Like, all I want to do is go into the show and then pick my episode. Don't start playing JJK Zero every single time I click on Jujutsu Kaisen. Well. Does it, does that shit piss you off too? 
Yeah, I'm used to it now because it's like anytime you watch the most current episode of JJK, it thinks that the movie is like the next thing because it's not in a season. So whoever watched it last when oh we all three gosh. share the account, it automatically starts playing that if you don't stop it. So then the next it motherfucker- It does that shit with every show. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, I'm not, I want to physically go in, like Netflix has it. Netflix, their user interface, say what you will about the content on Netflix, whether you like it or not. Their user interface is top notch. You have to click into the show. It will start playing you a preview, but it will not just start the episode unless you just let the preview play out for three minutes or something. But you have to like physically go to the episode you want and press play. Crunchyroll's like, oh, you're you're interested in in Shield Hero? Bam, we're playing we're playing the movie or we're playing season one, episode one. There's no rhyme or reason. Well, yeah, because that's what happened to me because you already had watched the most recent episode. So it flipped all the way back to like some season one episode. And you like, See? you can't, whenever you click on it, it always goes to that one. Then you have to hit back and then go to the season you want. Yeah, it's not good. It's quite annoying. Another thing that pisses quite. me off about, we always rag on Country Girls UI, but. I just hate that you, if you watch anything in English dub, you can't get the subtitles with it. You can only, it uh-huh. won't it won't let you. It's like just because I want just because I'm watching something in English, <laughs> doesn't mean I want to see the words. Uh huh. Just like so, then I like it's because they know the Netflix. words are. It's because they know the words are so different. Like when you do that on Netflix, you're like, wait a minute, they, that's not even close to what they just said in English. Yeah. Still, at least I don't know. I just it's just weird to me. Yeah, Crunchyroll still has a long way to go. And you know what, though? If they fixed it, they probably realized this. Us fixing all these problems isn't going to increase or decrease our subscriptions. It's only going to increase our cost. So maybe they're geniuses for not fixing this stuff because here we are still using the crap out of their app. Yeah, until... I don't know how it all works, if anybody would even try to compete or... You know what the deal is with that, but yeah, right now they're just kind of it's just bare bones. It's almost like not saying I could build it out, but like give me some basic <laughs> website building knowledge, and like that's oh yeah, it's probably about what it'd be functioning at. You know, if I worked on oh, something yeah, that's, for like a year, <laughs> that's coming for sure. What's coming is an anime. So let's let's fast forward to like the last season of Demon Slayer. You know how Netflix currently has like some rights in some capacity to Demon Slayer. They may say, hey, Demon Slayer, if you pull your shit off of every other streaming platform, we'll pay you royalties for every episode so that you can make six times as much than if you have them on everything. And that's it's going to be the same thing that happened with all of the streaming wars and, and regular TV. Mm-hmm. Like, it used to just be Netflix, and now it's Paramount+, Plus, Peacock, Hulu... Disney Plus, like it's freaking everything because everybody wants their own owned content. It's just tough for anime because how it travels so fast now. The only reason Crunchyroll took off is because one, there wasn't a place for it, and then two, the simulcast. You know, it's hard. Netflix ain't really in the business of getting shit day after it airs. You know, like some of them, they're doing stuff where they release it series wise, but this is still airing in live TV, and then. Crunchyroll's getting their paws on it first to get it out over here, so that's kind of, I feel like, their big advantage. I'm sure that would take a little negotiating on Netflix's end to be able to get the simulcast. You think that this isn't airing on TV for people in Japan, like an episode of Jujutsu Kaisen, that shit's 
Yeah, that it's shit's just airing. airing on Crunchyroll, right? No, that shit's airing like on a some on fucking a TV station. You think? Fuck yeah, it is. But then, I guess it could. But, huh? No, that shit's airing on TV. Do we have anything like that anymore? We don't have like anything that just airs on TV. Yeah, there's still shows like first, I mean, right? Yeah, fuck. There's still network TV shows. Like I don't Jeez, watch. I any. guess I never really thought about that. Like, Kids in Japan are just like running guy. home from off the bus. Yeah, Family Guy airs on TV, and then a week later it goes on Fox or whatever. It's the only one I can think of, but I'm sure there's other shows like The Office or Friends used to be. Jeez, that's that's weird to think about kids just running home after school trying to catch the latest Jujutsu Kaisen episode only to find out about some deaths. <laughs> I mean, that's how I've always assumed, like, the bigger <laughs> ones. Like, I know that, like, Naruto, Boruto, like, that shit's, like, airing on TV, and then it's getting simulcasted. Hmm. Well, anyways, um, let's talk about some, some S.H.I.E.L.D. hero. So this was episode 9. It was titled Emperor Dragon. Here's the synopsis. Naofumi's party regroups and plans another assault on the Emperor Dragon. While their plan of attack comes together, Windia explains her connection to the dragon. This causes Windia to remember something very significant. What'd you think of this episode, Vernon? It's okay. I mean, I can, I can really, like, when I'm watching, I can understand why somebody would, like, enjoy the shield hero. I do. I just it's just not what I want to be watching personally at the moment. Like if you're just it's just too video gamey, like which is I like video games, but it's like MMO, like they're just doing like side quests and shit. Mm-hmm. Which I don't I just don't feel like I'm connected with any of the characters enough just to like see them go through daily tasks. Like Itadori, fucking Kugasaki and Fushiguro, <laughs> like they can have an episode like going to the fucking mall or seen a movie like they can do some mundane shit because i'm like invested enough into them i'm just not mm-hmm. with any of the shield cast even though they're doing like fighting like in theory fighting a dragon is pretty cool but <laughs> it just it ain't part of the, it's not really part of the plot it's just like a quest within the story yeah which is and cool it- like i can see why some people just you know they like the every it's like the east not the isekai the Slice of life of living in an MMO. Like every yeah, week they're, they, they're building up the, the no party. Risk. Yeah, they're building up the party and they're doing different things in a world. So, I mean, it's not shit. It's just not my cup of tea right now. I'm with you. Anytime you fight a dragon, like the fight would have been cooler if it took some limbs. You know, take some limbs, take some eyes. You know, everybody pretty much came out unscathed, you know? Yeah, and it's just like which is anybody it's just can, that kind of show. Like we expect it, but that's why we're not super invested in these characters. Is because we know no one's dying, and there's just no like any character can do whatever they need to do for that episode. Like, <laughs> if all of a sudden the white haired girl Atla needs to be like the second strongest one in the group, then she just is. Yep. Like I'm sure that was supposed to be a big moment for her, and like it was, but it just felt like unearned. Like, yeah, she started walking two episodes ago, and, like, people have hinted of her untapped potential, and then it's like, she's got this beast move, and then Raftalia comes in with the finishing slash, just, which is fine. Yeah, she's always been strong. Yeah, talked a little bit about her move, too. He, he was saying that, like, he doesn't understand her power, but basically the stronger the defense is, 
the stronger her attack is, or more effective her attack is. Yeah, so she's, she's like the natural enemy of the shield hero. Fucking third Raikage technique, just putting all the energy into like one fine point in her finger. Yeah, it was looking like it was going to be a Rasengan for a second, but then yeah, she just finger swiped, like wiped a booger on the dragon and it killed him. And it's just like such a big foe. Like they were all there to fight it, every single one. Some massive plan that they all built up, and then in the end it was really just two people that beat it. Yeah. Like they had to put in all that work, and then Reptalia can just slice and dice the thing. Open with that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right well let's go through this thing piece by piece so it starts off uh atla she buddhist palms this thing and it cracks its shell so it's really the first damage they've been able to do to this once it became like the emperor dragon um the cave floods with water washes everybody out atla's out cold nafami's holding her in his arms and he's like atla and then it cuts to the opening song but it wasn't. A, it was not at all a suspenseful moment. We all knew she was going to be okay. Opening song ends. Um, I thought that it was interesting that Ren he can't swim. He was like coughing up water and stuff, and declares like, "You okay?" And he's like, "I can't, can't swim very well." Why are they trying to? They just they don't. I don't think we saw. They're taking him down some notches, is what they're doing. And besides the very last scene, anytime it cut to either one of them, they're like right by each other. They're making it too big of a point. <laughs> that I'm telling you that they're shipped. Like it's like I yeah, get it. They are. They're an item. <laughs> anytime they cut to any people, it's like they're. It's like individually went to every character, and then it was them two just together though. Yeah, she's gonna end up being. Well, here's while we're on the topic. Here's what's gonna happen. Nafumi's party is way too freaking big. Ren doesn't have a party. So Ren's party is going to become Eclair and Windia. I'm calling it now. Mm-hmm. And I'm cool with that because I don't, maybe a I don't few need more. them in. Well, maybe not yeah, like maybe his a few more. party. I mean, it will be his party, but whenever they fight the Phoenix, they'll be like, we have to go take this side. And then they're going to be like, we'll go with Ren. So I know what you mean. Yeah. Like In the end, they'll be more so like his support. Mm-hmm. Because he's got no one else. Like, they, they, and they actually might actually just become his party and venture with him. And, and now he's going to be like, cool, that's yeah, fine. Desert me. Whatever. I don't think <laughs> After the, all I don't I'm done think, for you. <laughs> I don't think the writers know. They're just going to play it by ear. <laughs> yeah, they probably don't know. Um, now for me, he is having internal thoughts that Atla's move is the only thing that seems to work, but he doesn't want to use her to defeat the dragon. We get the whole backstory into Windia's childhood, which was interesting because it's the classic dad running through the, the forest after being shot with an arrow in the back. You know, he's bleeding to death and finds the only living creature in sight to, to pass his baby off to. <laughs> and it, hap- it happens to be a freaking dra- a dragon. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of it dumb. Is, he's like, I'm going like, to raise you, this baby. He's like, will you protect the child? <laughs> and the dragon the dragon agrees, and it's like, I'll, ra- I'll raise the child under my wing. It's, it's just kind of funny, because like last episode, when we learned that her dad was a dragon, I was like, okay, that's fine. I thought her dragon just pillaged a human, and it made her. But no, it's even crazier than that. It's a, it's a dad... A demi-human. Stepdad. It was running through the woods. 
yeah, running through the woods and just gave her his baby because he was dying to the closest living creature that just so happened to be a dragon. I mean, it's, I'm not going to say it's bad writing, but it's like, maybe we, I don't know. Yeah, it was a little weird. It was funny. It was funny to me. Yeah, it was. And I'm just thinking, like, why, why not CGI this dragon? Like, why does this guy get to, like, why did the dragons all of a sudden be hand-drawn this episode? What changed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with it. It's just weird that that one episode with Galeon, they're like, this dude, we're going to CGI these guys. Unless they listened yeah. to our episode and was like, yeah, that was Bush League. Let's, let's draw these bitches. Because even the King Dragon, but... Yeah, I was like... Yeah, it wasn't, there wasn't much CGI in this one except for when it became like the spirit. The spirit dragon. Yeah, it was weird. Shit was annoying too when she was crying as a baby. You know whose voice that was? That was, uh, that oh, was old Ranking of Kings. The baby crying? The baby crying was the same voice actor for the Ranking of Kings main character. I know, I'm trying to think of that little dude's name. <laughs> his name's, uh... So Kage is the... Yeah, that's his little... Is the shadow. shadow falls around. Oh, uh, what is it? It's... Oh my gosh, Boji. why can't we remember? Boji. Boji. <laughs> Freaking Boji. <laughs> yeah, it's Boji's voice right there. I recognize any baby cry from anime because it's usually the same freaking person in every show. But the dragon agrees to raise the child, and this is whenever Windia remembers what the synopsis tells us about something very important. It's that the upside-down scale is its weak point, and it's on its chest. So one day she's just like, casually looked at a scale that looked to be weird on her, her stepdad dragon, and it she touched it, and right away he about freaking fell to his knees. So not sure what this upside-down scale why it's so weak, but it's a weak spot. It's a weak spot in the armor. Also, like, of course, they had to write this in here. There's got to be one weak spot. Um, there's some moments between Windia and Fole, I had to note, where Sadina comes up to them, and she's like, oh, you two are so cute, and Windia's like, your breath smells like alcohol, and she's like, I fight better when I'm drunk. So, a little drunken master, Sedina. Nafumi tells Atla that she's going to be their ace up... She's going to be his ace up the sleeve. She's very pleased about this. Nafumi's like, I'm going to summon the dragon with the wrath shield. It works. Dragon comes flying out. They all start attacking. He, of course, blocks it all. And the emperor dragon says, Sacrifice yourself to me, shield hero. And I will get revenge on all the humans who made you suffer. So Windia, Melty, and Sedina, they all use their magic to, dra- to put the, the dragon in a cube of water. And then they all swim in there, or Sedina does. It's like Blitzball in there from, from Final Fantasy X. What's that? Is it called Blitzball? Yeah, it's just Blitzball. That's for it? Yeah, no, that's what it was water like. Water Spear. It's reminding me of. Cube Edition. Um, the dragon, it starts blasting Naofumi with black flames. He's blocking it. And this is where we get the flashback of Atla and Fole talking about how it's going to be up to them. Somehow they knew. And so they both jump into action. Atla's the first one. She jumps on the barrier. She can't crack it. Then Fole jumps on after Atla gets blown away. And he, I guess you could say he kind of evolves because he he summons his white tiger arms. And he smashes through this barrier. 
And then Atla, while she's in the air, she pours almost all of her life force into this. It started off, like I said, like a Rasengan. She was building up into a little ball, and then it went to her fingertip. And all she did, just like wiping a booger on somebody, just wiped it across this dragon. And it was enough to bring him to his knees. He, he fell, the chest opens up. There's Philo and Galeon. And after this, I would say this, this would have been a great time for <laughs> Philo to, not Philo, for uh, Full to turn to Nalfami, sm- like smirk, and be like, I think I've earned my freedom this time. <laughs> and Nalfami's like, you bastard. <laughs> you definitely did. You definitely did. Um. Yeah, so Philo and Galeon, they come out, but the shell somehow of the Emperor Dragon is still, it's still there. It's fighting still, which I don't really understand. I guess it's just this, it's still the dad, it's the dad dragon. Like, did that part confuse you too? Uh... Like, after it gets freaking brought to its knees and its chest opens up, like, why is this thing still able to fight? I don't know. I thought it was just more of, like, the the Emperor Dragon, like, the dark side of it, the one that talks to Naofumi in the shield, like, still possessing what was left. Because the Dad Dragon's Mm -hmm. in uh, Galeon now, so... But I didn't think too much about it as it was Aaron. It's just, you know, shield hero. Just because you got your chest split open don't mean you can't still fly around. Yeah, true. They end up killing this thing, though, and eventually the spirit of what they killed starts trying to fly away, and Nalfami's like, Raftalia, get it! So he makes a little stairway out of airstrike shields. She jumps up there, obliterates this thing, and the dragon dies, and all of it goes right back into Nalfami's shield, which is good. Power that baby up. And the emperor dragon, we hear it say, Wrath will always dwell within your heart. Not shield. I almost said shield, but he says within your heart. And now he's like, it's like shit. You're right. But that's good. The wrath gives him power. Yeah, I mean that's the basically next... his failsafe. Yeah. For a guy that doesn't it's, want to use it, he, he goes he goes back to the well quite often. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> you have to, man. That that shit just brings on some power, and he gets that cool dragon armor. Uh, the next day, Windia and Ren, they reconcile. She forgives him. Nalfami tells all the villagers that blame Ren, that they shouldn't be blaming him for what happened. He says, you were the ones who manipulated him so you could steal the dragon's treasure. You got what you deserved. And they're all like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> which was pretty cool because Ren, I don't think he knew Ren was listening, but Ren heard and that just... That just sealed Ren's friendship and loyalty to Nalfami forever, I guarantee you. Yeah, more or less. I mean, it would. It was already kind of dumb that he went with fucking bitch for a while, but if he ever, if he goes back to being an ass again, it will just be like some of the worst writing ever. I know. I would like to say there's no chance, but you, you just never know with I mean, these writers. He's on, I'm not saying his character arc is complete, but he's on an arc of redemption right now, and it was just like shit on everything, <laughs> any development mm-hmm. that he's had thus far. Yeah. Because before him, and he ain't really had any development. He's always been the same till this season. The only other one who really developed was fucking 
Motoyasu. <laughs> yeah, I think that the the development. I think closing the book on Ren being an ass was whenever Wendy said thank you, you saved my life twice when he smiled and it like stayed on his face for a good, you know, three count. I think that that was like us as viewers supposed to be like, okay, Ren's officially no longer has a heart of ice. Yeah, he's just going to be like... He's a good guy now. Make a point to protect people. Like, it's going to be a thing going forward in fights Mm -hmm. where he, like, gets hurt protecting the pink-haired girl or Wendy. uh, Things of that nature. Yep. She's basically... Wendy is basically Ren's version of Raftalia. Or Nalfami's version of Raftalia. Or freaking... uh, Atla is like the younger, because the pink the pink girl may be more of his Raftalia. I don't know. Yeah, like you're his right. primary love interest. So it's more of his Philo. But he's Wendy pretty young. His Philo. Yeah, because Ren he's only like sixteen, isn't she? And then I don't know how old Wendy is. Yeah, God, I mean, I'm Pro- not, I'd guess like eleven or something. It's hard to tell with these characters. The only thing that's different is their size. Hmm. Um, it turns out that uh, now for me, he can hear Galeon's voice. And uh, when I say Galeon, I mean Windia's actual dad. He says that the body of this dragon became a good vessel for me, kept me from being annihilated. So now, what, this is pretty cool because now, now for me, can have full on conversations with the dragon, but nobody else can hear it. So this this dragon's about to be a main character. Like this is this is their new means of travel. Like he's a dragon rider now. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. He's riding yeah. that he's riding that baby everywhere. Sucks for Philo for sure. Like you don't need two different things. Why ever travel by land? Always travel by air. Hell so, no. Yeah. It's way yeah, safer. Exactly. She just got obsolete Model T versus the modern day car at this point. She should have learned how to fly. She's got those freaking wings. Like, <laughs> maybe you should fly too. Yeah, it's weird that I don't know if it was a good idea to have the dad in there. It's just because <laughs> then he still has like the little Galeon growl and like squeaks. And then he's got this deep ass voice deep down. So I'm like, is well, he just like within, but he's not making like, is Galeon still his own being? And he's just like, fucking. Ventus and Sora, he's just like a passenger in there. I, I bet it's talk. more of like a I bet it's more of like Galeon, like the little dragon is like has his own being, but he also is a vessel, so he's got like two souls in him, and one of those souls is connected to Naofumi, which allows him to talk. This is so, like Sukuna, Kurama. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, like chilling a Kurama in there, kind of but they be hollering at people on the outside sometimes. But we do get a look at everybody's stats in this episode, so I'll read through them. So Philo, she's down to 41 because the dragon took all of hers. I didn't get... They don't show what Galeon's level is. 60. Uh, but now they for did me, show it. Oh, it was 60. Nice. Yeah, he was 60. Nice. It's the only one I didn't get. I thought they were going to show Rafchan's fucking level since she was apparently has <laughs> she apparently has powers now. I thought she was she about can heal. to. I know. I thought she was about to finish off the dragon when she started glowing her paws. <laughs> she was just powering him up. So now for me, he's level seventy six. Raftalia is seventy nine. Eclair is the third highest at seventy two. 
Ren is 65, which is, I don't know why he, I, th- I thought for some reason he was at 80, but no, he's yeah, 65. Yeah, he's low as shit. I don't know what's up with that. I thought he was, I thought the other heroes were like typically always at a higher level than now Fumi, just like level wise. Do you think it had something to do with like when he used the greed, it, it sacrificed yeah, some I of could his maybe experience. see that because he, I just don't feel like he'd be that level, and he obviously didn't like convert to the shields party and go back to zero like some of the other people did. Mm-hmm. So maybe something like that. Yeah, it is weird how low he is. Sedina is sixty six, and we know she just had a reset too. So they uh-huh. can, they climb so pretty quick. quick. So what the hell's Ren doing? I know Melty is thirty five, Windia is thirty two. Foal is 43, and Atla coming in, even with that finishing move that destroyed the dragon, only level 21. Mm. Her brother is twice as strong, but she still can best him. So Galeon, he evolves into a Charizard. Don't make any sense at all. Yeah, the levels don't mean anything. Like, I'm convinced. Like, the levels don't mean anything. Yeah, I think that it's all about, like, the skills that they build. Yeah, and there are, like, type advantages in video games. Like, obviously, some characters or builds are stronger, but in most RPGs, if you're level 43 and anything else is level 21, you're fucking it up. Like, mm-hmm. if your number's that much bigger, you're probably set. So it is That's weird. just the way it is. Yeah, that's nothing, no, that's nothing wrong with that. That's why if you do a little grinding, you can always work your way out of a lot of situations. The Pokemon games aren't like that, though. Like the the one where you fight... What's the one that we had? Shield and Sword. No matter how much you train, that last gym battle, when you fight Charizard, that trainer that trainer's stats will always match whatever you're at, which sucks. Oh, uh, is that what happens? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, my wife, when she, she fought him, I was like, shit, I'm about to train, make sure I best this dude. So I like grinded an extra ten levels and went in there, and that that effort was just as strong as my team. It's like shit. Back in the day, you could just freaking straight up overpower. You could just go in with the fire type on the water, just ten levels above, and just eat some water guns and still beat oh, it. Yeah, just beat it with tackles or something, just because you're so overpowered. Yeah, that is the one advantage. Like all the gym leaders, it's like. You think if you think I'm coming into this stone gym not hitting you with every water Pokemon I got, you're stupid. <laughs> I'm, I'm killing everybody you got in one hit. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, so growing up, I would always just like, even without trying, my starter Pokemon would always become way more powerful. So then, like, I'd uh-huh. end up cruising through gym battles, like, not even switching in. And then by the end, I just have no choice but to ride, ride or die. Yeah, and then you just throw in another one just at the beginning to do some take some of the hits before you put in your well, main. Well, back on the old Game Boy Pokemon, the the only Pokemon that gained experience in a fight was the ones that fought. Yeah, now, now they get a little in the bit Pokemon every time. games. The whole party gains experience, like a pretty dang good amount too. So you can bring somebody that's new to your party at level twenty, but if you're fighting level sixty monsters with your level sixty Pokemon. You're that guy's gonna level up quick. That level yeah, twenty. It's helpful. Back, yeah, it sucked back in the day. Wherever they're way behind, you'd start them in the battle, let them take a hit, let them get hit, yeah, yeah. And then trade <laughs> them. Hope out. they don't die. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, those those were the grinding days. Games, 
kids kids will never know how hard grinding on a game was back in the day. Maybe they still do. Games are still games are arguably harder today, but Pokemon's easier. Yeah, Pokemon. I'll stand by that. They ain't updated the formula in years. No. So this episode ends with Windia. So now for me, he rides off. He takes to the skies. Philo's pissed about this. Windia's on the back of Galeon too. Oh, oh, by the way, he's no longer a baby dragon. He's he's full blown Charizard now, and I guarantee you, he goes even bigger than this. I think that this is like his intermediate stage. Um, I bet you he levels up for the Phoenix fight. But Windia tells Galeon, grow up to be a great dragon like my dad. And Galeon turns back, he smiles, and the episode ends with the ending song. It's a little heartfelt ending there for, for, uh, for Windia and her dad that she doesn't even realize is her dad. Yeah, and it, it, maybe it is a payoff, but it's like shoehorn her in three episodes ago and then <laughs> <laughs> drop her dragon backstory and then it just doesn't hit the same. Yeah. You know, maybe she well, came next in week. midway last season and was around chilling and then... But they just like threw her in and then gave us the backstory and was like care about her. Yeah, and and half of the people that watch will, and half of us won't. True. I mean, I care about her more than Philo. I'll say that. Like, I I'd care much more if she died than Philo. Yeah, she's not inherently a bad character either. I just feel like it was a rushed arc. But that's just how it goes when you're throwing in orcas and fucking caterpillar breeders. <laughs> in dragons yeah five episodes just throwing all these people (laughs) in (laughs) well next week sounds like it's going to be a good episode based on the title alone it's episode 10 and it's titled perfect hidden justice so i'm thinking it's going to be some justice for malty aka bitch and ren's going to be the one to get it but we'll find out. Maybe Itsuki's going to be the one to... Maybe Itsuki is playing along like he believes Malty, but he's going to screw her over. That would be something. And he like takes back all Ren's stuff that she stole. Yeah, maybe. Because surely be cool. he's not a dumbass. Surely. Because he his party's not dead. He, he had no reason to be down in the dumps buying into whatever she's selling. As far as we know, they're not dead. Yeah. I mean, they probably, because we, the rumors were spreading about the Sword Heroes party being dead, so maybe they, we would know if they were dead. Mm-hmm. But you know who wasn't at this fight, now that I think about it, is Rishia. That's true, she wasn't. They had too many already. Mm-hmm. They, just couldn't, they couldn't pay anybody to draw her in the scenes, so they are just like, leave her. Yeah, their little town's growing. It's gonna, it's gonna have one hell of a stronghold. They got Ike running the troops. They got all these beast people running around protecting the village. Yeah, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to attack them. That's for sure. But I don't have anything else for this episode. What about you? No, that's it. Not, not anything extra to add. Perfect. All right. Well, I'm Jordo. Brennan. We are the Evans Bros, also known as the Casual Anime Fanatics. Thank you all for listening. Have a great week. And as always, peace out.